Get ready to talk sports with Daryl. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver. Daryl knows the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now here's Daryl. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Man, do we have a show tonight. You know, we're closing out Black History Month. This is the last week of Black History Month. You know, Black History Month is every day for some people, but it's officially recognized in America in the month of um, February. And tonight we have a guest we've had on before. But his story is so unique that I really think that we hate we need to have a, a second look and get a li- little more in-depth into um, Mr. Curtis Miranda. And Curtis Miranda is uh, a played football at FAMU University from 1957 to 1961, and only lost one game in four years while he was at FAMU, and won three national championships at that time. Black national championships, and trust me, we hey, when we see the NFL today, we see we know. If he won the Black National Championship, he was playing the best football in America at that time in 1957-1961. Curtis Miranda, it, it makes his story even more special and unique. He was drafted by the New York Giants in the NFL and the New York Titans in the AFL in 1962. Now this man, hey man, I'm telling you, he's he is a he is a unique guy. And when you have a chance to talk to him and listen to some of the stories that that he t- talks about, it's 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 it's, it's, it's remarkable. And uh, hey, we got Curtis on the line, and he's a busy man. We're not gonna hold him any longer. Mr. Miranda, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm I'm doing wonderful, Mr. Moran. Hey, thank you again. For, thank you again for coming and coming and being part of Sports Info UM radio show on VoiceAmerica.com. You know, okay. um, I was just telling them that you were you're the only man I know that was drafted by two teams in one city in the same season. How how did <laughs> how did <laughs> you know how how did they write that up in 1962, uh, especially after coming off of such a, I mean, marvelous. Um, <clears throat> Collegiate career, where where you where I read correctly that you only lost one game in your entire career at FAMU. Uh, no, we lost two. Two games. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, we did lose two, but one was they took one away from us. The referees didn't like us. <laughs> well, when you were dominating the game like you were back then. Uh, Mr. Miranda, I'm sure you had a lot of haters going around. Well, not really. I enjoyed my time there, and we all enjoyed playing together, and quite a few of us, we still talk to each other and and meet each other. Matter of fact, I just came back from Mobile, and one of my my teammates had just passed, and and, um, my wife and I went to the funeral. Yeah, I'm sorry mm-hmm. to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, 
How, you know, how was it on the day, day you were drafted? Were you in New York or were you in Jacksonville? I know you're originally from Jacksonville, Florida. Were you in Jacksonville or New York when, they, when you got drafted in 1962? I was in New York. I mean, I mean in Jacksonville. <laughs> in Jacksonville? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Miranda, did they give you guys bonuses back then for signing? No, they didn't. Yeah. Just paid your way there and and gave you yeah, they gave you a little pocket chain to hang around, but you know, nothing that was worth in it to amount to anything because um they well I did get a check. Yeah, I remember when they called me. Um, I was we were in Miami getting ready to play the Orange Blossom Classic. And they gave me some money then, and then when I got, when I got there, they gave me some more money. But um, I had to bring it home and give it to her. She <laughs> 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 took care of it for me, because we had just got married. We've been married now. Oh, uh, I think about 51 years, I believe it is. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah, and 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 Mr. Miranda, um, when when you look back at at the years you played in the NFL, um, I know you told me this once before that every team either had two black players or they had four black players. Had tell four, us the theory behind that. And you had how yeah. many? They had four back then, but they didn't go to four. But the Giants at that particular time. They had more than anybody. They had six. Wow. And and did you play both ways or just offense in in 1962 for the New York Giants? Uh, I just played one way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Offensive lineman, uh, center for um, the New York Giants in 1962. And why did you choose the Giants over the AFL, the New York Titans? Well, that's who invited me first. What what the Giants and um, and um, so I went on and signed with them. And, and when you look back on that decision, you think that was the right one? You know, I we never I hate to play the what if game, but I'm asking you, when you look back on that decision, you think that was the right one? No, I think I should have gone to the um, Jets at that particular time. Uh-huh. And which were the Titans yeah. at that time. And they yeah. ended up being mm-hmm. the Jets. Yeah, yeah, when did they become the Jets actually? I think it was about two or three years after that. Uh-huh. Um yeah. when that quarterback I can't call his name now, from Alabama. Joe Namath. Yeah, that's when they changed it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Eight, right. Yeah. yeah. The Titans to the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're so, yeah, talking. I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm 80 years old now. I can't think of all that stuff uh, <laughs> from back in the day. <laughs> but I had a good life, and I've had a wonderful life. Yeah, you know, and uh, it's such a privilege to always talk to you, Mr. Miranda. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Curtis Miranda, drafted in 1962 by the New York Titans in the AFL and the New York Giants in the NFL. Curtis played on three national championships 
at FAMU University from 1957 to 1961 and only losing two games in his entire career in college. Wow. You know, Mr. Aranda, when, um, when we look back at, uh, at, at, at your college and we go even a little bit further back in high school, and, um, did you play against any white opponents while you were in high school or was just all black schools playing against black schools in high school? It was all black then. We, we wasn't not allowed to play a white school back then. But I met so, some guys who um, who um, we um, warmed up together when we was getting ready to go. Like I was getting ready to go to New York, and they were getting ready to go someplace. And but we warmed up and practiced together until the policeman came out and um, ran us off the field. So we had to go back down to where we practiced at. Wow. Wow. So, Mr. Miranda, if you could, if if you could rec- remember correctly, when was the first time you ever played against a white opponent? Oh, my last year in college, we went to Tucson. I think it was they they had an all South game that was played, and um, we went out there and played. Uh, let me see. I think it was two of my team went. And the other guys were from other black schools. Oh, so it was an all-star game at your senior year in college that you went to in Arizona, Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. And that was the first mm-hmm. time you played against white opponent, I guess, until you yeah. got to the pros where you were where you were definitely a minority on a team. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was okay, but um, during that time, uh, they were, uh, the Giants had more black ball players on their team than anyone else most other teams had had for. And that was about it. And um and the guys didn't the, the black guy didn't speak up at that particular during that time, but you know they 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 run the league now, so it, but back then um the blacks stayed quiet more so than anyone else. And uh, except for Rosie Greer, because they wouldn't bother Rosie Greer because he was first back at him, and that's why he left the Giants and went to California. Yeah, and played for the Rams. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Mr. Miranda, when you when when you eventually leave the NFL and go and play in Canada. Um, um, and you played for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. How how was that experience different? Was it more was it more minorities playing in the Canadian league at that time, or whether uh, it, <clears throat> yeah, well, it could have each team couldn't have, but I don't. I think I think it was about ten players players at that particular time, and then all the rest of the guys. Uh, had to be from in Canada, yeah. and then they had quite a few black guys who who changed over and and resi- I mean, and carried themselves as as Canadians. Changed so their were, citizenship also. Yeah, so we had American 
black guys changing their citizenship to Canadian yes. so they mm-hmm. could be recognized as Canadian mm-hmm. and play. Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and these guys, they moved to Canada and lived there? Or they just... Yeah, I have one of my teammates now, Willie Taylor, he goes from Tallahassee. And he'd been there since he left FAMU, and that was in, uh, that had to be in 1960, I believe, 59 or 60, he left and went to Canada. And he's still there, played in the Canadian Football League, and is still living in Canada. Yeah. Wow. Mm, Yes. Yes. Mm, That's very interesting. You know, um, I I would have never dove that deep into it. To know that guys actually changed their U.S. citizenship to Canadian citizenship yeah. so they could be a part of the league and not mm-hmm. be recognized as Americans. And that was that was yeah. a benefit for the Canadian league, too, though. That mean, they could it get was. more black guys on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Or more Americans on the team. I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, 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 that's nice. And... <clears throat> And when we, when we, when I was talking about your high school, you know, um, what high school did you play for in Jacksonville? Um, Gilbert. Gilbert High School. Yeah. And how many high schools was it in, in um, black high school was it in um, Jacksonville at that time when you were growing up? Two. In the 60s. Two? It was two Gilbert and Stanton. Yeah. Wow. And we played from... Oh, Pensacola to Miami, we played schools, played in Pensacola, played in Miami, uh, I think those are our two teams that we played. Yeah, and, and I, I'm, I'm sure you guys played um, teams in between, uh, uh, maybe um, Palaka or... Um, or um, Daytona. Um, yeah, we played FAMU High. We played Orlando. Uh, we played Booker T. Washington. Miami played Booker T. Washington <laughs> in Pensacola. Um, and I think we only lost two games in high school. You know, and people for people that don't know, um, from Jacksonville to Pensacola, is is really a serious five hour drive one way? Is that would I be mm-hmm. correct in saying that, uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Miranda? I think it was a little bit more than that. I think it is more than five hours. <laughs> I'm being generous when I say five, and I'm sure back then yeah. in the vehicles that you all were riding in, you couldn't go sixty miles an hour mm-hmm. or seventy miles an hour. It was more like an eight hour trip uh, getting yeah. there, getting to Pensacola. Mm-hmm. And from yeah. Jacksonville to Miami, Booker T. Washington, it is yeah. literally the same distance or the same kind of trip. Mm-hmm. You're probably talking about six, seven, <laughs> eight hours to get to Booker T. Washington one way. Did, yeah. did y'all stay, had to stay overnight when you took a trip like that from high school? Yeah, well, you know, we couldn't stay in hotels and motels then. We, had a, uh, we stayed in the, um, in the school gymnasium. Oh, Army Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and and the same when you went to, I guess, from Pensacola. It's such a yeah, long it was trip. Yeah, same both ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
And, and I guess when they came to you guys, you guys prepared the same situation, same kind of arrangements for them. And uh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. And um, when 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 you think about that kind of experience, um, traveling on the road from Jacksonville to to Miami, uh, I'm sure you guys. Took you took breaks and it wasn't like you. It was like McDonald's was on one side of the road, or um, that was a situation. How did that? How did those kind of trips work out for you? Long rides like that. Well, we kind of enjoyed it because we 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 were having fun and and quite a few of us. That was the first time they ever left left Jacksonville, so we kind of enjoyed going to place to place to play. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we have Mr. Curtis Miranda on with us tonight, Voice America, uh, Sports Info UM. Hey, we're going to take a quick commercial break, Mr. Miranda, and I uh, hope you can st- stay with us and come back and give us a little bit more of your time. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Um, okay. It's such an inspiration and your knowledge that you have for. Uh, a lot of people, especially this time of year, Black History Month, we want to pick your brain just a little bit more if we can. Thank you so much. Hey, guys, okay. we'll be right back after these messages. Mr. Curtis Miranda. Okay. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, tonight we have Mr. Curtis Miranda on with us. Curtis, Mr. Miranda played for FAMU from 1957 1961. Only lost one game. 
Hey, it was drafted by the New York Giants and the New York Titans in the same year, 1962, AFL and NFL. Welcome back. And we have Mr. Miranda with us. Mr. Miranda, you know, we, we were talking earlier about your high school, but if, you know, when we talk about you and, you know, you, you've had a, a great career, uh, high school, college, NFL, you know, and when we, when we start looking into it a little bit more, there's some great people behind you having such a good career, and it has to be your parents. You know, um, you want to speak a little bit about your parents? Where are they from? Well, my mom was here in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and my dad um, came to Jacksonville, and I never knew him because he died when I was 10 months old. Okay. And my mom never remarried, so I had a brother named Henry. So just the three of us living okay, doing the best wow. we could. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and um, when 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 you were growing up in the fifties and in Jacksonville, um, from where where it was in the in the in the forties and fifties in Jacksonville until where it is now, you know from segregation, Jim Crow, colored only. How, how, how does it make you feel to see the, the progress that we've made and how, uh, how much progress do you think we've made in the city of Jacksonville when you was born and raised in? Well, when I was growing up, there was quite a few things we couldn't do. Um... Like job wise, uh, <clears throat> going to ball games, uh, we couldn't do that during our time. Matter of fact, when I was in college, uh, we couldn't go to the Gator Bowl games, but we had two. We had Willie Gallimore and Adolphus Frazier, and Coach Gator, he, <clears throat> he had Tommy Challenge me to bring him to Jacksonville. And that was the first time, uh, I think, no, I went in one time in high school, but that was the first time we could go to a real ball game other than our high school games in the Gator Bowl during that time. Wow. And, and did your high school actually have games in the Gator Bowl at that time? Yeah, we had a game, okay, I think it was, I think the two games where they played, it was always on Thanksgiving, and I think the two games that played that day were Jackson and another high school. We played that night after they had played, and I don't know why our coaches did that, because Liquor bottles, bathroom, all stank. Yeah, that's but awesome. we did play in the Gator Bowl. Wow, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, um, you know, um, Sam. You has had some some really uh, great players to come through there. You know, uh, I'm thinking about Willie Gallimore and um, Bob Hayes. And Bob Hayes is um, uh, from Jacksonville, Florida. Played for the Dallas yeah. Cowboys. Yeah, and uh, Bob Hayes played after you at um, FAMU. Uh, he was two um, years behind me. 
Yeah. So you actually played with him. And he played with you at FAMU. Yeah. Now tell us some of the stories about Bullet Bob no, he Hayes at He was FAMU. on the team, but he he did not play at that particular time. Why do you say Bob Hayes didn't play? Because he was a track star? No, well, we had so many ball players who were already there who were much better than someone coming straight out of high school. Yeah, and, and back then you had, well, you had I came, to wait your turn. Yeah, I came straight out of high school, and um, and um, I couldn't play on the varsity team at that time. So I, we had, I had to wait a year before I could play. Wow. Wow, that's that's awful. That's that's awesome. You know, that, that yeah. to let you know how loaded fam you was back then. And when, you know, when we look at when you look at your teams back then that that played all those four years and lose two games, how would you would you say fam was a, a dynasty at that at that particular time in football? Yes. Yes. Like I see I talk with some I I have conversation sometime with white guys who play ball. And I tell them what we could have done playing them. <clears throat> we could have played them 12 o'clock uh, <clears throat> in Miami on a Saturday, come to the University of Florida 6 o'clock and play them on the same Saturday and go but start back on the next weekend and um, play FSU. <clears throat> they would come watch us practice and see what we were doing, but we couldn't go see what they were doing. Yeah, isn't that something? But they weren't doing anything that could that could win a game over us. I think our weakest I think our weakest team was Allen University, and um, I think Allen University would have <clears throat> um, beat all the schools too. Beat all of the Florida schools, Florida, Florida State, yeah. all of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, you know, and, and when you look at the national that's why we all with them now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, well, I, that's 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 up for debate now, uh, uh, Mr. Miranda. But when they went when they, in nineteen thirty eight. 1942, 1950, 1950, 1950, 1950, I wished I had come come out of FAMU two years later because I told Ed Denson, Chad Sutton, Bob Hayes, and uh, there was the two guys who was finishing FAMU. And I told them how to do it because um, no one said anything to me who the four black guys who were already on the team <clears throat> when we when we beat together. They were saying I was better than everybody else playing linebacker, but 
They didn't have coaches then. The team, the defensive team practiced by themselves. The offensive team practiced by themselves. So they didn't have anyone to look to see how good you were playing. But that's the way time, because it was two of us from FAMU at New York at that particular time. Willie Clarendon, he was from FAMU also. And we were practicing that one day, and and he beat all the linemen they had, but they still cut him. Wow. Yeah, and, I, and you know, that, that back then, we think about politics in the game now, but it was more than politics back then. It was it was yeah. a lot of just straight-up racism, you know. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter how good you were. We only going to keep six black guys anyway at the most. So, and, and how many guys were on the team back then? Was it more than 30? Or, I think the or Giants more? had the Giants had more than anybody. And the rest of the teams um, that I can think about, and I think the ones who had them, uh, they had four ball players. Now, you take the Redskins, I think it was around 68, I believe. And I might have 68 or 67 before the Redskins even got a black ball player. Wow. <laughs> and who was the last team to get a get a black player in the NFL back then? The Redskins. The Redskins. Yeah. Yeah. And you and you would you would think you would think, you know, because Washington is a we have a lot of black people living in the city of Washington, yeah. D C mm-hmm. that they would have had they would have been one of the earlier teams to mm-hmm. get a black player. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, um when I was growing up I my think dad they got had, their first black player around six I believe it's six to eight or six to seven, I believe it was. Yeah. yeah. And um uh, when did you see, when did when did you first see a football game on T V, Mr. Miranda? Oh man. <laughs> oh, I have to think about that when I believe I was in college at the time. And I may not have, but I don't know. I can't remember. So it had to be around 19, between 1957 and 1961. Yeah. That's when you mm-hmm. first saw your first college game on television. I know I bought my mom a TV at that time. Yeah. Uh, she had a black and white, and, and that's all we saw when we was growing coming up. But I know when I... Uh, finished uh, when the first thing I did was bought a, a color TV. Wow, yeah. and and uh, Mr. Miranda, when we when we think about um, think about the way things were back then, and I, I compare I compare my life a lot of times. I I was telling someone a couple of days ago I pay less for my mortgage now in the city I live in, in Florida and Palm Coast, then I paid for my rent in Miami in 1986, 1987, 1988. So when we think about things like that now, you know, uh, when you got your first car back in 1964, what kind of payments do you think you were making in 1964 or 19 when you bought your first car? Well, 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 um, and you asked, what was I making? 
No, what kind of payments did you make on a car back then? <clears throat> oh, it was it wasn't it wasn't much back then, but it was pretty good bit. I think I paid $68 a month. For your car? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> and we think about car payments now. And, uh, that yeah, I had a Chevrolet. Yeah. And what, what year was that Chevrolet, mister? It was a new, it was a 68. Night, a new 1968 yeah. Chevrolet. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, well, Mr. Miranda, we thank you so much for being a part of the show. Um, and uh, before I let you go, um, I know you you got to be a somewhat of a Jaguar fan. You've been there since they since they existed. Um, what do you think about the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, I'm gonna tell you what I think about the whole league. I'd like to hear it. They don't. <clears throat> they did not play. They do not play ball like we played. From a, I might watch a game twice, twice during the run of the season, but I don't enjoy the football that they play nice. You got to hit a man a certain way, and you can't do this, you can't do that. So you, you, the only thing you, that we did couldn't do was take our helmets off. But um, you can do anything you want to do now the way these guys. Be out there use, but I understand they didn't stop them from using profanity, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it was anything, you know, I know you say you don't watch a lot of games, but you know, if there's anything that you see in today's NFL that you would like to see um, different, or anything you'd like to see a little bit more of, what would it be in in the NFL now? Well, well, we played a different game than they're playing now because we could play, and but we played a clean game. And now you can play a, a dirty game, just like the, um, just like the, um, oh, the, <clears throat> the team won won their way on a bad hit. <clears throat> to play in the to play for the championship, now that that was a bad call on all on all the officials, and something should have been done about that. The Rams and the Saints game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something should have been done about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and you know, I, and, and some people think that there's a conspiracy involved in uh, in football from time to time, and. They wanted a West Coast, East Coast. You know, they didn't. They didn't want to see um, the Saints go to the Super Bowl when the game was played in Atlanta. Who's going to yeah. go to the? You know, they're not going to spend no money on airline tickets from Atlanta to from New Orleans to Atlanta. They're going to drive there. You know, mm, but, yeah. those are, but those fans in California, they're coming all the way across the country. They're going to spend a whole bunch of money when they get there. People from New Orleans ain't got no money. They poor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a big there's yeah. conspiracy in there. I, and I'm just talking. Mm. And, you know, that's just my theory. And I'll, I'll stick with it from time to time. Yeah. But, um, Mr. Miranda, you know, I, I wish we could ask you more questions. I know we've had you on uh, long enough. Longer than I said I was going to keep you on. Um, 
thank you so much for being a part of Sports Info UM Radio Show. We love it when you okay. come on. It's always good. It's yeah, a pleasure. I enjoyed the conversation we had. Yeah. I, hey, I always enjoy it, too. And um, <laughs> hopefully I'll see you okay. soon. Okay. Thank you. Take care. You. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Man, what a pleasure to have Mr. Miranda on the show with us tonight. It's the second time I having him on the show. I think he was on the show in 2014. But, um, you know, he, he came back tonight even stronger. Man, 80 years old. Wow. You know, and played, you know, played in a, in a time. He said he didn't play against his first white player until he played in an all-star game his senior year in Texas. No, in Texas, he said. Anyway, I, um, wow, that's that's incredible. And I, I actually played. I never played in a game where I did not play with um, with white people or white players. So that's kind of it's kind of unusual. Um, man, you know, I don't like to ask people about money, but I almost should ask Mr. Rand how much money was he making back then. But you know, it's almost it's it's, it's kind of like to me, it would be. It's almost, it makes me feel kind of crazy. Now, when I think about the NFL checks I picked up compared to what these cats make now, you know, man, you know, and I, I thought we were whew, living big, real big. But man, these cats now, it's like, they, they, the regular players make like what Dan Marino was making back, back in the day. Um, so, hey, God bless them. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. How could you hate a game that play that pays actually pays some of these guys a million dollars a week? If you make sixteen million a season and you only have sixteen games, you get sixteen. You make you make one million dollars a week. So hey, don't hate the player. Hate the game. Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and when we get back, we're gonna talk about Mr. Crab. I wanna. Massage parlor table. What's up, Mr. Crowd? We'll be right back with more Sports Info UM on VoiceAmerica.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside the minds of the players and coaches? We talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college sports. We'll review and preview this week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 
888-346-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. This is a very interesting story, you know. New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft is expected to face formal charges stemming from his role in a prostitution sting. Man, you know, hey, hey, I've heard about those massage parlors. I've never been, never been, never been. But I've heard about those places that you get a happy ending at, you know, so... I know they exist. You know, people have told me that. I don't really know they exist, but people have told me that they exist. Um, hey, we, we got Damon on the line. Damon, what's happening, buddy? Hey, how's it going, Dale? <laughs> I'm up here making a joke about this Robert Crab thing, man. You know, it, you know, we just had one of our guests on, um, Mr. Um, Curtis Miranda. Curtis Miranda was drafted in the NFL in 1961. By the um, by the um, New York Titans in the AFL and the um, New York Giants in the NFL in the same season. Yep. Oh wow! Yeah, and he chose the Giants. Yeah, and he said uh, he said he wished he had chose the Jets because two years later the league merged into the NFL, and and he think he would have been better with the Jets. But you know that's you know. That's neither here nor there. And, I, you know, we talked about that a little bit. Talked about a lot of things. Yeah, what's going on with you? Not, not a whole lot. I'm just, I'm just baffled about the, uh, the circumstances as well, like with uh, Robert Kraft, Vignette R. Kelly, and then those, uh, Justice Mullet. All, all in one week, pretty much. Yeah, all in one week. You know, and... and when we look at Robert Kraft, man, this guy's 77 years old. You know, come on, man. I, 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 and, I, and I say, come on, man, but I, I really mean this is reality. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, I'll never forget I, I, I was a, a social worker one time. I really thought I had everything going on. And I, I had a good life, and I still got a good life. And I asked this guy asked me one time, what is, what is the definition of, of reality? You know, and I was like, you know, what's what's really what's going on? He said, the definition of reality is what's happening now, because real always changes. You look at something tomorrow and say, wow, I would have never thought that would have happened. Like that thing with the dude, Jesse Smollett. And I'm not sure what happened when they not come to the conclusion yet. But who would have thought that someone would hire somebody, put a neck, a rope around their neck and beat them up? So he can get more roles on a show? 
I don't get that. But you know what though? Uh, desperate times and desperate measures. But his his song, uh, sense of desperate being desperate. Uh, if it's just about a little bit of money, I I, I laugh at this stuff because um he had one that one one I guess one scene will make more than I'm making a lifetime. Yeah. And, like I said, it's funny to me now because um my problem is a lot easier. But, exactly. <laughs> You know, his, he has he has a good life, and you you take a chance on something like this. This is really ridiculous. And, and you know, and when we look at the the situation with R. Kelly, and I, you know, and I and I don't even. I, I guess we could tie R. Kelly into sports because I think one time he played in the NBA All Star game. That that fantasy with the with the um the the stars or whatever stars game. Oh, the All Star anyway. Yeah, Fantasy Weekend, NBA Weekend, NBA All-Star Weekend. He played in that weekend one time, I think. But R. Kelly, when he married Aaliyah when she was 15 years old, come on, man, that was in the, that was in the early, that was in the 80s or the 90s, the 90s? This has been going on for yeah. a long time. And he really pushed his limit. He, he pushed it to another level. So um, you're almost begging to get caught. And he should be caught if it, if if it's true that he's been doing this to uh, 14, 15 year old kids, man, sixteen and seventeen year old kids. Okay, I'm gonna ask you know? something too. Now, his his uh, his, I'm gonna say his entourage. A lot of them are his agents. They they know about this too because he he spent a lot of time in the studio. They didn't see this, but and I guess I they got agree. the bigger fish now. I would agree. They would have to be accessories. But when we look at Robert Kraft, you know, they say they got Robert Kraft on video. Mm. In the sex act. So, hey, you know, <laughs> if, 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 if they got them all on video, and well, they say they got R, R. Kelly on video, too. So, and, and I guess, I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't, I can't see Robert Kraft going into a Going into a massage parlor in Fort Lauderdale or Palm Beach, when he he live in mansions and could be at the Fountain Blue or I, I don't know the Eden Rock or I don't I don't know any other five star hotel or penthouse in Florida or any beach in Florida on the East Coast or West Coast. From Jacksonville to South Georgia to Miami to, I don't. It doesn't matter. So I don't understand why he would go into a massage parlor. Of all places, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. It is, they, they they're there for whatever they're supposed to do, but him going in for on a prostitution thing, it's it's crazy. But I'm I'm gonna throw one at you too. Uh, they they uh they they they, they lock Bill Cosby up. They didn't have evidence. I mean, uh, video evidence. I'm sorry. They just had testimonials. And but he took his time and well, he had to ride with it. Damon, hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's don't let's don't let's don't get these two things confused. You know, Bill Bill Cosby was was um. Slipping Mickey's to women, man. He dropping pills in their drinks, man. You know what I'm saying? He putting people out, and then then doing his thing. 
You know, um, this Robert Kraft went in a place where you know grown folks at man. What number grown oh, folks in there? They knew what they, he knew what he was going in there. They knew what they was doing while they was in there working. So you know, uh, maybe the, the people just got it was it was a sting. They, you know, uh, so apparently somebody has set up some cameras up in there to. So he was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, but Bill Cosby, he was he was on another level of 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 nasty and skanking, just wrong, man, on another level. You know, who who drug people, man? That's just that's just wrong. You know, I, I can, I, I'm, and I'm not condoning what Robert Kraft did either because they they're trying to throw some extra stuff on Robert Kraft with the um, sex trafficking or human trafficking. You know, I, I don't think. I think that's a stretch for for this. But Yeah, I don't think that's the case either. But now just think, if this, if this was um if, if if this was John Henry Jacobs, what would we be talking about? <laughs> I mean it wouldn't even be a story. If this was John Henry Jacobs from twenty one West Orange Street, Daytona Beach, Florida, it it, it wouldn't be a story. It really wouldn't be a story, but and we all and I tell people this all the time. If 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 he played at Mainland High School and he played football, it'd be a story. Nineteen eighty-eight graduate from Mainland High School, John Henry Jacobs, caught in a reverse sting, possible possible human trafficking involved. That could be a story. So you got to be careful, you know, when you when you're involved in sports and you have a little bit of name behind you. But if you got a name like Robert Kraft and you own a company that's worth like four billion dollars, hey, hey, got to be a little more now, clever than going in a massage parlor in Palm Beach. Now you think the cheese products have dropped? That does the stock a drop on cheese? No, because <laughs> you got caught up in that. <laughs> no, no, heck, no, and, 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 no, and, and 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 I don't think so. And and the thing is, though, what is the NFL going to do? Though, are they going to suspend him? Are they going to are they going to find him? I think they have to give him some kind of fine. Well, they, yeah, they're talking about today, uh, all, all the above that you mentioned, but how long and how much fine uh, would they give him? Like you, uh, you get NFL. Players, uh, they get fined all the time. So why not the owners? Oh, yeah. yeah, and and trust me, if this was a player, we'd be looking at this and saying, "Hey, um, he he's gonna get at least three games suspension or more." Yeah. So yeah. I, I think I think Mr. Kraft is probably gonna get a get a suspension, at least two games, three games, probably fined by five hundred thousand. Which is pocket change for him, but at least at least he get fined and get the message. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and uh, you know, since we talk about these owners, man, uh, I just saw, I read earlier where the um, the um, um, owner for the the owner for the Atlanta Falcons uh, just bought a yacht for a hundred eighty yeah. something million dollars. Arthur Black. Arthur Black. Yeah, Arthur Black. Yeah, Arthur Black. 
Arthur Blank. Now, yeah. Yeah. And you look at the stadium. Uh, 95 that, foot yacht, $180 million, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. But, hey, can't take the money with you, so. So feed the hungry. That's what I was told. Or the homeless or something, man. Yo, go, I, 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 wow. You know, I guess you, you $180 million. Yeah. Enough, uh, say you can have 23 guests on this boat. Hey. <laughs> that's, a, that's a heck of a yacht, man. $180 million. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Hey Damon, I'm telling you, man, I I I I I I just can't see this kind of extravagant spending. I don't care how much money you got, you know, but I ain't got that kind of money, so I can't. You know, don't hate the player, hate the game, and I ain't even gonna hate on Mr. Blank's game, you know, on the real, yeah, on the real. Uh, hey, uh, has there been any, uh, any any information on your boy Francois over in, in uh, Florida State, the quarterback? I hadn't heard anything, but, you know, I got to get on uh, a few resources and see what's going on. Because uh, push come to shove, he can, he can go to, uh, let's say, D, D2, maybe even D3, and, and have to work his way back up, but... That's that's his route now. If he want to continue playing, well, I Unless think might um, take a chance. I, I I think really he probably be playing maybe in the A A A F in the next couple couple um next year. Well, you got Trent Richardson. Yeah, I see Trent Richardson. He, he's been scoring some touchdowns in in the, in that league. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I've watched, uh, I've watched some of the games. I must admit. Well, so, so um, there's another uh, team owner from a different sport had to bail them out after the first uh, few games. They was about to fold. Um, he bailed them out. Really? They continue playing. Mm-hmm. Wow, I, I didn't know that. Uh, and what what's the deal? What's the deal with this um, with the situation that they have over in um, in um, with the Orlando team, where they have to go to Jacks, um, they have to go to Georgia and practice for a certain amount of time, so they can get uh, workman comp through Georgia, and it makes it appear as though this team is based in Georgia, but they play in Orlando. Huh. Yeah, yeah, so I, I gotta I gotta do a little more research on that, and I'll, I'll let you know what's going on with that next week, because um, okay, you know I just really haven't gotten too much in the AAF um, football league just yet, so um, uh, so I, I'm uh, the Alliance of American Football. I just haven't gotten into it to, enough to really talk about it, but I really one of the things I want to say about the Alliance of American Football is that Steve Spurrier has the best team in the league, the Orlando team. But, man, he really looks like he's struggling on the field. This man looks like he's really having a tough time walking and moving. It really makes you wonder, why, why is he doing this and putting his body through this 
just to to be on a sideline for a game or is it just the, the, the roar of the crowd? I don't know. I don't I know. I think it, they, they did try to sell uh, seats. Steve they got, Spurs, they got yeah. a name, name coach. Uh, people come to see him coach. But that's the only reason I can think of. That's the only reason I can think of too, Damon. Yep. Hey, Damon, we got to get out of here, man. Thanks for calling. Thanks for being a part of the show. Hey, we'll be back next week. More sports info, more information about what's going on with Mr. Kraft. And we'll have, at least we'll have more idea. Maybe we even have a little video. I'm sure if it's out there, TMZ or somebody going to be trying to show it or holding it over his head. Ain't that a terrible thing? Hey, guys, we'll be back next week with more sports info on voiceamerica.com. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver will be back again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.